Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So once again, uh, thank you all so much. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. My apologies are unprofessional. Thank you all so much for, for, for listening to the show. I can't begin to tell you what it means to me, particularly. Uh, we've all been through a lot, an awful lot, and then including, uh, uh, you know, there's life. There's life. I mean, you know, some people think, oh, the virus, the virus, the virus, oh, this. But there's things that go with it, whether it is a medical situation or, uh, God forbid, a, 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 a sudden death in a family. Uh, unemployment, losing a job, kids, you know, scraping their knees and so forth, losing the keys, got to go shopping. There's all these little things. And I just so appreciate every single one of you taking your valuable time, as busy as you are, to give us a listen. Obviously, I am not the best host, but I always attempt to try to give you my absolute best in all I do. And that's a, a side note there. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's had a lot of inquiries like, you know, Dave, you've had a few successes. And yes, I've been blessed with a few successes. What's your secret, Dave? Do you think it and then it suddenly just happens? No, it doesn't material. Life does not materialize like that, materialize like that. Life is struggle. And we'll talk about more about this in a little bit later. But I think my successes, if, if, if there are successes, I just give everything my best. I don't care what it is. Whether I'm cooking a meal, planting my gardens, trimming things, putting my house together, being with my family, every relationship is, 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 is you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I just always give it my best, no matter what it is. It, like a, as a writer, it takes me six to eight hours to write one paragraph because I'm not that good, but I'll give it my best, and sometimes it turns out. And that's, if you want to write a side note, write that down. Take down your notes. And all that you do, give everything your best. And things will come naturally. Because a lot of people don't do that. They don't. But again, as busy as you are, and now at a different level, because the virus changed a lot of things, you're probably, you've done more things in the last 16, 18 months than you ever dreamt of, ever even thought of. And look how far you've come. God bless you. I truly mean that. Give yourself the old pit pat on the back. And say, good job. And if you're a young person, man, what a story you're going to have to tell to your grandkids. Unbelievable. But thank you so much for giving us a listen. Truly appreciate that. So the first question in every show is the most important question is, how are you? If you're sitting down, take a sip of that coffee. If you're outside, if you're walking, walk a little slower. Maybe stop for unos momentos. How are you? you doing are you getting good sleep you should be are are you are you are is your diet okay are 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 you less especially with with uh i got and i get so much you know comments about well what about trump what about this what about that stop stop this is not about trump the 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 the, the, the white the white noise in washington has abated as it should and now the task of hand of running the nation. 
There was a movie years ago called The Graduate with Dustin Hoffman. And he's in love with this girl. And, and uh, he's going back and forth between L.A. and San Francisco. Back and forth, back and forth. And he finally, the girl's going to marry another guy. And he gets all frantic. And he drives down from San Francisco to L.A. area to go to any church possible to find the girl. And he finally finds the girl and grabs her right before the nuptials. Grabs her, runs down the street. There's a bus. They jump in the bus. They run in the back of the bus. And they kind of look at each other. And the look is like, well, now what? <laughs> now, now what are we going to do? You got the girl. What are you going to do with her? What is she going to do with you? You've got your whole life to. But it's, that's what I'm trying to say is we've been through a lot. So how are you doing? Now that with things have calmed down, I'm sure, I'm sure that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not perfect. It's definitely not the old normal. But I'm hoping and praying that, that, that w- uh, yesterday we celebrated Freedom Tuesday, at least in California and the great state of New York, in which we weren't required to have our mask. And it was so nice to see people smile. It was the weirdest thing. One, one, one person says, she's a waitress, says, now I have to really smile because sometimes I don't like these people and I act like I'm smiling, but I'm really not behind that mask. <laughs> but hopefully our stresses are a little bit less. And, and with that, you know, uh, uh, here, here's something, another note for you, homework assignment. Smile. Brush those teeth. Brush those tooths. You know, get the shiny thing on your teeth. And smile. Smile at everybody you can. And I bet you, one, it's going to make you feel a lot better. And, and, and the strangers that you smile upon. And I, I, I love doing that. I, I, as you know, I moved. And I'm making friends. I, I, I've always made it a point to do three nice things a day. But somehow, because of my less stress, we'll talk about that here in a bit. I just go to my local supermarket in Northern California. It's called Safeway. It's like a Kroger's or a Piggly Wiggly, per se. It's just a regular chain of supermarkets. And I make darn sure I, I, I'm friends with Patrick, the florist, because I love flowers in my house. I know Keith uh, at the Frozen uh, uh, section. He's so nice and so kind. I made friends with Kelly, a checkout lady. And I love her to death because she, she, she's, she's around my age. Uh, 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 and, 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 and she's an African-American lady with the beautiful braided hair. And everybody she sees, she says, God bless you. And I love that because I say that a lot. And some people are like, oh, man, you're strange, Dave. Well, obviously I am. But I love getting a blessing from Miss Kelly. I think that's the most beautiful thing. So what I'm saying is if, if you're not required or if you've got your shots, ho-ho, caveat, if you've got your shots and you feel safe not to wear your mask, I'm saying step it up a pace and, and smile at people. And I guarantee you're going to get smiles back. Or uh, I've seen a lot of people touching each other on the shoulders. Or, or I've shaken a few hands. I've hugged a few people. What have you. It's just nice. It's just nice. And, and with that, I want to give a shout out to, to, and if you're a young person, you know, God bless you. Because, you're gonna, again, you're going to have a hell of a story to tell. Can you imagine being raised in the Depression? You may have to Google that. <laughs> Google Depression 1929. Imagine being raised in the, the, the era of the Depression. 
the Dust Bowls. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Coming out west, coming out somewhere to do something, to, 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 to make a life for yourself. And imagine in the middle of a depression, World War II starts. So you've got the depression, you've got nothing. Now you're going overseas, fighting a war that we were supposed to lose. A lot of people said we were supposed to lose that war. If it wasn't for all of us getting together, helping each other out, we, they applied women in the workforce in a major way in factories to build arms, to build airplanes, to, 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 to drive trucks, to ferry planes from the United States overseas. Yes, we had women, female pilots. Everybody got together. If you were six years old or older, you collected rubber, uh, 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 scrap metal, tin, uh, anything you could for the war effort. All of us were in it together. And then imagine coming home and, and, and hopefully, you know, starting a family, building a life, battle damage, whatever that might be. I mean, that's a hell of a story. They call it the, the greatest generation. Uh, was it Tom Brokoff, I think, did that, if I'm correct? And I'm just kind of spinning this. I'm, I'm, I didn't do research. I'm doing this impromptu, so forgive me if I am in error, as at times I am. But can you imagine, <coughs> excuse me again, the graduating class year of our Lord, 2021. I'm, 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 I'm thinking in particular of that class, the high school graduating class, of the Lower Russian River in Sonoma County, the Lower Russian River area or the general Sonoma County area. Now, let's just break this down. Four years ago, four years ago, you're a freshman. Four years ago, oh, my gosh, I'm a high schooler. Oh, my goodness, this is going to be great. Earn my spurs. You know, I'm a, I'm a junior grown-up. No one telling me what to do. I know it all. Attitude, ho, ho, ho. And then imagine fires, the Tubbs fires of 2017 that devastated 5,800 homes in a matter of hours. Imagine that. You go to bed, you wake up, and the fit is hitting the shan. And you've got five seconds to grab whatever you can, and you just run, 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 run. I've never, I've seen a lot of things, you know. I've been to wars, war zones rescue ops. I've seen devastation, earthquakes, floods. I, I, I Again, war zones, uh, being there post-war zone, seeing, see, seeing the devastation of what it does to, to, to communities, to humanity in a sense. I've never seen a hill on fire. It was like lava, flying lava everywhere, embers exploding and we're running into it. We're trying to put out some fire. We actually uh, saved a few homes. And I remember working, per se, working on this one home. And, and we came back, I think, uh, uh, 12 hours later. And this gentleman just runs out. And he starts screaming at us. He says, look at that corner of my house. It's charred. I said, well, I'm sorry, sir. What, 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 what? It's charred. It's going to need a spackle of paint. Who's going to paint my home? And I'm looking around like, sir, you need to look around because you're like the only home standing. 
the only home standing. Shouldn't you be on your knees praising your higher power? Shouldn't you be going in your garage and giving up blankets or jackets or water to your neighbors? I just lost everything. It's amazing what happens, folks, when, when, when people have their cubicle, their box, whatever it is, their own thing, and then when that thing is jostled around or something happens, how they react. You find, and you've done this already, because I know you're smart and you're a good person if you listen to this show. Right now is a good time to assess what you have achieved from day one, actually before day one. Let's go back to November, because this is kind of like, and I'm, this is, I'm, I'm a kind of weird monkey. I'm rereading the most amazing book that I haven't read, and I've read it years ago, but I'm rereading it again, which is, I don't know if it makes me a little cuckoo kachoo. I'm rereading World War Z. And it's so well written. If you, of course, you've seen the movie with our good friend Brad Pitt. He says, life is about movement. You keep moving. You got to keep moving because they're going to come out sooner or later. Those zombies are going to get you. So we got to move ahead of those zombies because they're, they're fast runners. They're pretty athletic, those zombies are. They run from zero to 100, boop, quick. But it's amazing, and I'm, I'm still in the first part of the book that talks about before the spread of the virus, these little, little things, little, 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 little snippets. And, and think about where you were at a couple years ago in November. Then think how, how you reacted when they shut down Wuhan. Was it 8 million people? It was either 5 or 8 million people. They just shut it down. They locked it down. I was in denial. I'm sure you were, too. And then when it went to Venice, they shut down Venice. And the smartest thing, and I know a lot of people are going to throw stones at me, hard decision, and that's what you got to do. you got to make a decision. They shut down California. They shut down New York. Bam. That was smart. Had to do it. No one liked it. I mean, for a, for a couple of days, everybody was on vacay. Woohoo! Stay home. The kids probably loved it. I don't have to go to school. This is great. I can Xbox. I can Netflix. I can have Mama cook me macaroni with extra cheese and bacon. Everything is great with bacon, aching for bacon. But then it kind of got serious. Amazing. Four years ago, we had the Tubbs fire. Was it four years ago or five years ago? It will be five years this, this October, I think. Unbelievable. And imagine again particularly my, my, my friends in Sonoma County, in a matter of four years. Hey, let me see if I got my notes here. Let's see here. Yes, 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 yes. Three major fires in the county alone. Two evacuations back-to-back. -back. Last year and year before that, they evacuated the whole lower Russian River area. I felt like Omega Man. I was in my squad. And part of my job was patrolling, and I made sure that, that people can come in and, 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 and get their medicine or, or, or get their pets or, you know, whatever it was. And I was the only living soul for miles and miles and miles and miles. If I wasn't dispatched or taking out a spot fire or, or, or helping, you know, pe people's homes just doing structured defense, it was the weirdest thing in the world. 
And if you don't know what Omega Man is, it's a Charlton Heston movie. He's the last person, post-apocalyptic uh, situation. And, and he's all alone in L.A., basically. Completely alone in L.A. Imagine two evacuations and a flood. A flood. Two years ago, uh, 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 springtime, it flooded. And it's amazing because, it, you know, I live right next, uh, physically butted up against the Russian River. And to look at that mass, to look at that mass, it's unbelievable. So these kids had a lot. And, and it's as we know, it's not easy being a teenager. It's never easy being a teenager. And then you add to that stress of, of the social crap out there and how kids get involved in that and hormones are raging and 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 a lot of kids had to grow up fast their parents are working at the house johnny you got to take care of your sister mom johnny take care of your sister yeah change the diapers do the laundry fold the laundry help me with the shopping i need you to help me cook i want you to help me clean the house mom stop can you imagine that stress of not being used to it. So Johnny and Michelle had to grow up kind of quick. I just cannot imagine. I, I would like to see that if, if, if maybe if, if I go to heaven. I don't. I, I seriously doubt I'm got a lotto ticket for that. But can you imagine those kids today, 30, 40 years from now, telling the story, telling the story of their experiences. And how they had to grow up fast. So if you are a college student, uh, a high school student, or maybe a student of life, God bless you. God bless you. We're, we're, we're kind of getting out of it. But imagine how far we've come. And imagine banding together. You always find out who you are when your back is up against it. Of course, it's easy to say, okay, I'm done, I quit. Maybe for the moment, you're just tired. It's easy to say, you know, they, they say a lot of people, <laughs> here's what I've read, there's going to be a major baby boom. <laughs> Unfortunately, a lot of people say, you know, I'm done with you, I lived with you, oh my God, I was, I was incarcerated with you, we're getting a divorce. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Or I'm sure uh, the stocks are up on this inter those internet dating swipe sites, whatever. I have a, a, a few friends that want me to, 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 to Dave, you got to do this. Dave, you got to do this. I go, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I do not. I, I say no. Just say no. No for me. Thank you. Amazon probably just went crazy. UPS, FedEx, and so forth. But what I'm also trying to say is it's not going to be the way it was. Period. We just need to accept that. Just like 9-11. Now we have TSA. Now we have more security in the planes. You can't meet your loved one when they get off the plane and get to the gate. We have to do things, and it is going to be different. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to report, and, and, and I was doing some research right before the show here. Uh, we, we, America, we, we've, 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 we've passed 600,000 deaths as of Tuesday, yesterday. Think about it. We opened up California and New York the same day, and we 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 we, we six hundred thousand deaths, which is one out of five hundred and fifty people in our nation has died from the virus, and 
I do need to report to you that there's a new variant called the Delta, the Delta uh, variant. Uh, actually, it's called Corona strain B1-6172 strain, the Delta strain. And what they're saying is it's, 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 it's pretty bad. If you've got your shots, you should be okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, your PSA of the day is please, please, please get your shots. I, and, and I think it's, I'm going to say this, I'm an old man, no, no hair, no country, but I think it's just sad when, when, when our government has to have lotto polls, make a lot of polls. If you've gotten your shots, you know, you might get some money. That's just crazy to me. Just get your shot, please. And I'm so glad our country has donated millions and millions and millions of vaccines to other countries. We have to. Because, again, I've said this before. Dr. Fauci says, yeah, we're doing, we're doing the elderly people. We're doing people, uh, 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 middle-aged people. We're doing teenagers now. We're trying to do the kids. Now we have to do the rest of the world. And that makes sense. I think, I, and I would not be surprised, ladies and gentlemen, if there is a surge. Because you've got Disneyland opening up. People going back to baseball games. I'm sure there's going to be raves and parties and woohoo. Please get your shot. And if you don't feel comfortable about not wearing a mask, or please wear your mask, social distance, do, do what makes you feel proper. But get your shot, get that CDC card, take a photo of it, send it to your husband, send it to your spouse, send it to your kids, send it to someone. Put it behind your driver's license. Put it by your passport. But please keep that. That's going to be important, particularly if you are going to travel, particularly uh, overseas. So we're not out of it yet. We can celebrate a big milestone. But please be careful. All I'm trying to say, folks, is just please be cautious. And you know what it is, too, ladies and gentlemen? It, it's always the small things. I always tell people, go slow. Don't run into situations. Assess. Think. Be logical. Emotionally, yeah, but be logical, please. Always. I bet you right now, I, I think this weekend, for some reason, Pelzer Dumas, Pelzer Dumas, all unknowing, all predicting, the opposite of Nostradamus, Pelzer Dumas predicts, this weekend, I think there's going to be a lot of barbecues, particularly in California. I think people are going to get out of their home and get in that car. We should, I should invest in the hot dogs and hamburger buns this weekend. I should do it because I think people just want to get out. And I bet you, I bet you particularly this summer, the 4th of July, freedom, independence, I bet you people are going to have those moments and look at each other as they bite down that hot dog or have a swig of that beer, wine, libation, whatever, and they're going to watch those kids play. Splashy splash. And they're just going to look at their spouse or partner and just smile. And they're going to take photos. I, that's what I predict. I always say relish the small things. A lot of people wait. I, 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 I'm a hoarder. I hoard emotions. And, and I, I, I remember when I was a young person, I was going to build up this car, man. I was going to tune up that engine and you know, soup it all up. Oh, yeah, man, and I'm going to get a, a cool transmission, and I'm going to get new new tires, man. 
I'll get a paint job and redo the interior. And then the last thing I was going to do was get a super duper eight track tape player. You're going to have to Google that. Okay, that's how geeky the 70s were. Eight track tape player and buy this one album, uh, eight track tape called uh, Asia by Steely Dan. One of the best albums ever made, ladies and gentlemen. When they recorded this album, the producer called, the, if I'm correct, the, the, the president of the company, I think it was ABC at the time. He says, man, we're laying down a track. I got, you got to come over right now. What? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Dude, come over right now. It was considered one of the best albums ever made in the history of this planet. And that was what I was going to do. I was going to wait to do everything and then listen to Steely Dan and my little cubicle of the car. And I do that a lot. I, I, I've, I've, I've noticed. You know, it's amazing when you're all alone, you do a lot of processing. <laughs> I'm processing quite a lot. Don't wait. Don't wait to, to, to get married to finally be happier when you have the kid or when you get the promotion. Don't wait. You know what I love about people? I can always tell people who have had a, a, a near, near-death experience. They look at life so differently. In my case, you know, I'm 60, and I do not have a lot of summers left. And I'm trying to, to put my house in physical and psychological order. I'm not waiting. No, I am waiting well, maybe a year or so because I, I do want to go on a cruisy cruise. That's a bucket thing for me. I'm going to lose weight and buff up and brush my tooth and get my hair done. Dapper Dan, man. And, and, and buy some nice clothes, and I just want to sit at the bar and people watch. And I have some friends say, well, d- 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 no, I've always wanted to do that. I'm not going to do anything different. I'm just going to have a nice little room, probably eat in the room or eat alone, <laughs> smoke a cigar, drink too many libations, dress up nice, and just watch that piano player play. I, don't, I know it sounds stupid. I can do that anywhere, but that's one of my things. But other than that, I'm not really waiting, and you shouldn't too, because again, ladies and gentlemen, this is a time to celebrate. Don't go crazy, but celebrate that we are alive. I mean, if, you, if, you, if, if there's another book you want to read that kind of ties into the pandemic in, a, in, 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 in an off sense, it wraps up in the last two, three pages, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. And I'm sure I've talked about this, uh, 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 these, these, this, this, these entities from Mars, calm, cool, and unsympathetic, invaded us. They took over the world basically in five, six days. Is that the same amount of time that, that God made the planet, by the way, ladies and gentlemen? And, their own, and they had machines, flying machines. They had the tripods. They had the black gas. They had the death ray. I mean, just taking over towns. They took over London. Like you and I blowing our nose. Nothing. Nothing. That's it. There it goes, London. There it goes. But but they, they died. As soon as they breathed our air, drank the water, or ate food, they were doomed to fail over the smallest things that you and I have fought for thousands of years to become immune to. Hence, they, they caught a virus. And it, 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 it destroyed the mighty Martians. Unbelievable. That's a good book to read. Because I'm saying you have something to celebrate about. 
It is so sad, and please do not think for a moment I'm trying to negate the loss of life. 600,000 people. How many people live in your town? 5,000? I know towns. When I used to travel, two, 300 people lived there. I came from Sea Ranch, and that's uh, 500 people. 500 people. 600,000 people. And then you have to think about the collateral damage. You want to talk about stress. Imagine being a boy and you lost your mom or dad. A small little child. Or maybe you're, you're, you're a young person and you lost your grandfather, grandmother, or your neighbor, your auntie. Your work, your work for your friends at work. It's, 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 I, I, I have no idea. I really do predict that drug abuse is, is, is going to be there for a while, more so, and, and, and alcohol abuse, and, and maybe even elderly abuse, child abuse, people, you know, stressing out, doing things they shouldn't be doing. I mean, this is going to be, it's not what I'm trying to say nicely. We're not going to flip the switch and go, oh, my God, the lights are on. This is great. Back to normal. No, it's going to be different. And then, of course, we have to think about the next virus. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of want to talk to you about about stress. In my case, and you know, let me kind of just give me, give me, take a sip, <laughs> take a sip. I cannot begin to tell you. How, I, I I don't know how to describe it. But I cannot begin to relate to you how much stress I've been under the last few years, the last. 55 plus years. I knew I was stressing out at age four when my mom pulled my arm out of the socket by accident, refused to take me to the hospital. The very next day, father comes home from work, throws me in the car, doesn't tell my dad what's going on. Oh, doctor, he fell, he fell, he fell. He fell from the bed. I can hear him screaming and falling from the bed in the middle of the night. And I jumped up and threw on my robe and opened the door and ran down the hallway and opened the door, and he fell right through my fingers. I'm like, mm, no, you were beating me up, and you were drunk, and you fell backwards of an accident, but you still didn't take me to the hospital until now, and now you're doing this? At age four, I, I knew I was walking on eggshells. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I had told you folks and 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 I'm working on a project I'm working on uh, another book it looks like and I have to put things together I'm, I'm kind of a person I've got millions of notes and then I got to put them together to see if I have a chapter to see if I have a book because someone asked me says Dave you don't sleep a lot I says no I, I, I never really sleep why well uh, no, no when was when do you know Dave that you were so stressed out that you couldn't sleep or felt safe enough to sleep and I remember oh wow yeah I remember that moment uh I was in the bottom of the basement, had to stand by this uh, 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 mailbox thing. And so the, the, it would come, you know, in the slot. And, and, and I, would, I would have to stand there as the family's upstairs eating or doing whatever the family does. And I'm the slave now. I live in the basement. And I remember one time I would always listen to the family eat. And I would know in a matter of minutes, you know, I got to get myself together. And, you know, she'd yell. My mother would yell, like, come up and do the dishes. You know, I would do the dishes. I was a slave. I did the dishes. I did it during the dishes. Wasn't allowed to eat, but I was allowed to clean up their mess. And one time, I remember hearing the family eat dinner, and I can tell, okay, five minutes from now, it's going to be done. And my mom turned on uh, the bathtub water, water to the bathtub for her boys. 
and I somehow fell asleep. I was standing up. I was so tired, I just fell asleep. Listening to the water. I didn't hear her open a door, come down the stairs, and I swear to you, I kind of woke up, and I'm standing up, and I just felt something was weird. There was a coldness. There was this weird coldness. And I slowly turned around, and I swear to you, my mom was right there, and I, 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 I don't think I relieved myself, but I was darn pretty close. And I, I, I just, oh, my God, the fear, the fear that she was standing right over me, right behind me. When I was stabbed, sometimes later, I was in the army cot in the basement sleeping, and I woke up, to, I was sweating, I had a nightmare, and I remember her just leaning over, and she was actually trying to nurse me, which was nice of her. She didn't take me to the hospital, but, you know, she was nice enough to allow me to have a soup or something to eat, and that night she was kind of standing over me, and I was just, oh, my God. And ever since then, I, I, I don't sleep really that much. I never sleep in, in strangers' homes. I can't sleep over friends' homes. It's just one of my things. Uh, I get a few hours sleep here, and I'm up, and I do things, and I go back to sleep. I take naps when I can. But I cannot begin to tell you how much stress I've been under, and it became normal. And stress is kind of like that, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there, and it slowly takes over, kind of like a virus, kind of like a so slow squeeze from a python or, let's say, an anaconda. And a lot of us... Life is not easy, period. Can you imagine the day when you thought to yourself, oh, man, you're not the boss of me. I can't wait to get out of this house. Oh, my God. Or your first love. Oh, my God, let's run away. You and I, let's run away together. We'll be happy, happy, happy forever, forever, forever. Oh, shushy, shush. Imagine being 14, 15, and you have all the answers. You know it all. Oh, my goodness. And then, bam, life will just smack you around. And that's what's happened since the virus. That's why a lot of people got really upset. You're not the boss of me. You can't tell me what to do. They took your job. Something from South Park. You took your job. You're telling us what to do. We don't got to wear masks. This thing's all fake. I actually had someone come up to me as a fire captain. They came up to me and, and in my face and pointing their finger right in my face. And I was very, very calm. This thing's all fake, man. There's no virus. Da, 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 da. You can't tell us what to do. I'm going, sir, I'm not telling you what to do, but can you please not spit <laughs> at me? People just, I, they, they get stressed out and they react. Particularly if you've been imprisoned, if you've been, a, you know, if you've been controlled, you kind of want, you. hopefully you like your freedom, but I'm trying to say there's been a lot of little stress things here. Life is hard. And then you add something like that virus. And it's weird, what, what I found out, putting my home together after I moved from Sea Ranch back to the Russian River area 21 years later, I've been under a lot of stress. In foster care, I worked 40 to 60 hours a week minimum. Unbelievable. Air Force, I used to fly, and that was really weird. Even if we had an IFE, in-flight emergency, I was always cool, calm, and collected. A lot of people, they freeze and they freak out. Or people like me, it's like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm used to this. I know how to swallow it. I know what to do. Boop, 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 boop. And I'll just, you know, do this and do that. And if that doesn't work, I'll do this and do that, which kind of helps you because you deal with that stress. But at the same time, too, I've always had a tendency to swallow it. Swallow that stress. Swallow that stone. You know, I was in the Air Force flying, had a beautiful baby, a, a marriage that was on again, off again, flying all over the country. And I swallowed a lot. And, and this kind of ties into our friend, Miss Cheryl, from Down Under. 
in New Zealand. Dave, talk about purging. You need to talk about purging. I, I need to hear about purging. All right, Ms. Cheryl, we're doing this for you. And, of course, all the other folks. Purging is important. Purging is important. Whether in relationships or, 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 or if you're by yourself, you've got to purge. You've got to throw up. It's like uh, the story I relate to, and we'll get back to the purging, but this, the example I think is so beautiful, and it's a lovely story. Many, many years ago, again, when I had, I was in my 40s, and I was feeling really good about myself. My body was in good shape. I was working out a lot, you know, on the road, doing the, the thing I was doing, helping people out. It was, everything was just that magical moment. It only lasted <laughs> a short time, maybe a year and a half, two years, or whatever, you know, when everything is just in sync. And I had a, a, a beautiful date, a lady that, that, that I was seeing, Beautiful lady, lovely lady. And, and, and when I invite you into my home, that's it. I can't do any more for you. That's it. That's, that's like whatever, man. That's the maximum thing. And I cooked. And I'm a great cook. I love to cook. Cook to me, cooking is, you know, you've you got to have your house in order, the flowers and the music. And in my case, uh, you know, you, I work out and put on nice clothes. And, you know, and, and, and for me to cook for you is the ultimate thing. So I cooked a nice meal for this lady. And, 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 and after, after I'm cleaning up, and I notice that the, the girl is gone. Gone girl. Oh, my goodness. Now her car's outside. Where the heck she's at? And I, and I go, and I hear her in the bathroom throwing up. And I'm thinking, well, uh, golly, gee whiz, what do you do? Hello, hello. And I kind of did the old tippy tap on the door. Everything okay in there? Yeah, fine. You need anything? No, I'm fine. Would you like a glass of water? Okay, fine. And after a while, I mean, this, 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 this girl's throwing up. I'm going, oh, my God, is it tomate poisoning? I mean, I don't know. And I open the door, and, and, and here's this beautiful lady with blonde hair purging into the toilet, and she's kind of starting to spit a little bit. She says, no, no, you got to get it out. Oh, it's good. It's good. No, just get it out. And by the way, I, I'm sure I've told the story before, but, but let's tell it again. Gentlemen, if, <laughs> if you want to impress a lady, do what I do. I remember bending down. My index finger, the base of her head, and, and use my other fingers to flip her hair, so her hair did not get entangled per se with the uh, 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 projectile, the vomiting. I protected the hair, F bend down, get to the base, flip it with your other two fingers, protect the hair. If you protect a lady's hair, you're a hero. You're a hero. You're a national hero. Dum dum da da da. You're the hero. And, and, of course, she had her, her blouse off, and I took her blouse, whatever, and I laundered it and f so forth. And afterwards, which was really nice, is, is she took a shower, puts on a beautiful robe with slippers, which I think is very, 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 very nice. And it was amazing. She says, what's for dessert? You okay? Yeah, I'm hungry. What's for dessert? See, what happens, folks, if you swallow a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of bad things to your past, you got to think about it. that's going to build up because you haven't released it. And sometimes when people vomit, it's really weird. They go, oh, poo, oh, ah. They just spit a little bit. Oh, ah. I said, get in there and get all that stuff. Get that bile out of your system. Get it out. Because nine times out of ten, when you vomit and you get out all your system, you're clean, 
you know, you can shower, you can mouthwash. In my case, I, I, I washed her blouse, and it was a fine, dandy, whatever, and took care of the lady. God bless her. End up marrying her, too, by the way. End up marrying that lady. That, that, was, that, that lady was a keeper. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> Maybe we should have purged more. And that's part of it, too, I think. There's a lot of couples, they, 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 they I mean, the closer you are together, you're going to bump heads. Whether it's, it's your partner, your love, your best friend, your kids, work, work people, there's always going to be an issue. And it's so important to bring it to the table and talk about it. It's amazing. If you really look at what I do, ladies and gentlemen, I'm kind of a goof. I'm the smartest goof you'll ever meet. And yet, I talk about everything. We talk about sex. We talk about death. We talk about religion. We talk about anything on the table. Because I was raised in Erie. You didn't talk about religion. You didn't talk about medicine, medical problems, finances, church, sexuality. Everything was shush, shush, shush. And you definitely didn't talk about the secret of abuse. And a lot of couples, they do that. They don't talk. They'll talk, but they don't talk about what's really bugging them. Hey, man, toilet seat. Hey, man, you are screaming into the cell phone. Stop it. Hey, quit slamming the freaking door. Stop it. It's always the small things, but you swallow them enough, and it adds up. That's why I say in the beginning of the show, how are you doing? Are you getting enough sleep? I, 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 talked to, uh, I, I talked to a friend of mine, him and his wife. They don't even talk. They haven't had sex in years. Their form of communication is emails. I can't begin. I, I, the guy told me this last week. I'm going, oh, my God, you are so kidding me. I've heard everything. I've never heard that before in my life. Your wife will email you? Honey, what do you want for dinner? Mm, I don't know. I think I'm just going to go out with my friend. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, bye. What? And I jumped at them and go, were you at work? No, she was in the other room. You're emailing your wife from the other room. Oh, my God. That's why I tell people, if you quit having sex, your marriage is basically over. Because <laughs> to me, sex is about communication. The private, the intimacy of sex is about communication. And if you can talk during sex or you can, whatever, lovemaking, you can talk about anything. It's kind of like your kids. I know people, they talk to their kids about sex at age four or five, which, wow, ooh, okay, whatever. Not an explicit matter, but just sexuality, whether it's holding hands or where do babies come from, blah, 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 little things. If you can talk about cancer, you can talk about the virus. That's why I say, again, we've done an awful lot, but I'm trying to convey the message, watch your stress. I carried stress so much in foster care working, trying to, in the Air Force, and I was flying. I did a great job with that. And then uh, as I went on to travel and talk about uh, abuse and resilience and all these different things, I, got, I, I was changing in cars. I was running through airports, lost luggage, being on the road 300 days a year. Then you talk about publishing. That's, that's pretty, it sounds weird, but that's, that's not easy. Writing books all the time. Unbelievable. All the things that I did. And I just remember a couple weeks ago, putting this new townhouse together. It's a small place. I love it to death. It's probably the best place I've ever lived, and I'm doing it alone. I'm not responsible for anybody. I had a lady, when I lived here before, moved in. I, I came back from a, a baseball game overnight, and she's moved in. And, and it's fine. We were, you know, we were seeing each other. We were very much involved. We eventually married, and it didn't work out. But 
the fact that the intrusion, I didn't say anything. I just swallowed it. The first time in my life, my son has grown. He has a kid, child of his own. I'm not beholden to anybody. I miss being married. I miss having a partner. I miss having a love. I really, 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 really do. It breaks my heart, but I just remember sitting outside this small little deck. I measured it, six feet by eight feet, and I've got everything there. I've got two chairs. I've got plotted plants. I've got this beautiful wind chime. I just love a simple little wind chime. Love it to death. I got a little fuego. There's a commercial for fuego. When you think ego, think fuego. A little barbecue fuego. And it's my world. When I'm up at night, I just sit at that deck. When I'm done with the day, I sit at the deck. I have a cigar, I sit at that deck. I have a libation, I sit on that deck. And it brings me so much joy. And I can't begin to tell you, it wasn't a sudden waterfall effect. But the fact that I had a moment of clarity, a moment to myself, the world stopped spinning for just a second. And I'm like, oh my God, Dave, particularly the last two years, Dave, think about it. I lost a, I lost a relative through suicide, a very unhappy person, always robbing Peter to pay Paul, not, not, uh, uh, basically, I hate to say it, a low-end grifter. And people thought he was a genius. I'm going, he's a grifter. He's a con artist. Imagine pushing 60 and your spouse says, I've been thinking about divorcing you for over a year now. What? What? I didn't see it coming. I can, now I do. Now I do. And then what really stressed me, I didn't even know this, being a fire captain, a firefighter is not easy. Then, in two separate districts that aren't connected, I would get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, leave at 3, get to work about 5, 5.30, depending upon whatever disaster was going on with traffic or what have you, working not sleeping and then driving back up the hill and going back and forth and back and forth and then packing for your former spouse was like cancer to me then packing to move and all the things that go with moving all the unbelievable i i it was like a, a weird comedy anything that could befall me befell me okay thank you but now 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 one box at a time i'm packing here and putting this there and the house is not going to be done until august because we have especially things we're waiting for to, to come in and fix some things projects and so forth. But I'm trying to say, I cannot begin to tell you, maybe I learned it late, that that how much stress I've been under. And of course, with stress, you bubble and, and, and you vomit at the wrong time, wrong place, if you're a swallower like me. But I'm just trying to say is this, please take care of yourself. Purge. Maybe have a, 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 a once, twice a month, have a meeting with the family. All right. Family meeting time. I know. Shut up. This is it. You need to do this, and you're driving me crazy, and da-da-da-da-da, and you're going to do your homework. You're not going to sash your mom. You're going to take care of the dog. Let's keep our house in order. Maybe next time you're on a road trip, driving a car, you got a hostage. They're not going anywhere. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your partner. Honey, I love you to death, but sometimes, I swear to God, you make my ears bleed when you scream into the phone. I'm not talking that loud, honey. Honey. At the museum, people were gawking at you because you're yelling into your phone. You don't know that. Well, you're flagellant. Okay, I'll watch that. Thank you very much for that piece of news. Communicate. This is the perfect time now that we are 
and semi-post-COVID. This is the perfect time to clean your house physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. Put your house in order. It's never going to be the same. But this is the perfect time to debrief. Every Air Force flight we have, we debrief. Uh, most serious calls, it's a firefighter, we debrief. We have something called a, a green sheet. If there's a fatality, an injury, they write it all down. We all got to read it and, and armchair quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And we, we pick through it. It's not fun. It's not easy. But it makes us better, gives us less stress. There, I, 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 I didn't believe it. They say youth is wasted on the young. I think it is. What I have learned about myself and friends and coworkers and family members in the last five years alone, maybe the last three years, before the fit hit the shan for me with the demise of my marriage, what I have learned can fill volumes. I wish I can take my heart and my brain and stick it in some, uh, some person in their 20s. I would rule the world. And I would probably not make a fraction of those mistakes. And you know what I wouldn't do? I wouldn't carry so much stress. I would raise my hand. I've been embezzled many times, and I just took it. I've been beaten up and beaten down like nobody's business, and I just took it. I could have saved uh, 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 um, my relationships. I could have done a lot better. But with the knowledge that I have now, that's why I'm trying to give it to you, please don't end up like me. I'm a very nice man. I pride myself in being a super nice guy. And I see a lot of people out there, I don't see how they can make it in their relationships. They're not really nice people. They're not nice to each other. I'm like, well, obviously they're doing something right that I'm not doing. But if you, as you come out of this virus, please smile. Please pass on some goodness to other people. You don't know, especially when people are really kind of, uh, uh, I want to, what is it, prickly? You know, I, I remember talking to a lady at the deli, and she was not having a nice day, and she was being very rude to me. And you know what? I didn't. I just kept throwing her compliments. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. I love this chicken salad sandwich. I love it. You're great. God bless. Because you don't know what they're going through. But if you can throw out the smile, especially if you're having a bad day, you want to relieve some stress, do something nice. What do I say? Do three, three nice things a day to strangers every single day. Be nice to yourself. I always say, and all that you do, take care of you. This will help relieve some stress. You don't want to be like me at age 60, after running around the universe, after having failed relationships. You don't want to be that person on the deck at 2 o'clock in the morning going, wow. So this is what it really feels like. Because life is stressful enough. There's always going to be something. Man plan, God laughs. I thought for four days, oh, my God, this is great. I love this. I don't have to do anything. And then I got the call. <clears throat> and, you know, guys like me and Ethan Hunt, it's not called mission difficult. <laughs> I've accepted another mission. Uh, I'm in production with book nine. I think I am at least. I've got chapter one in the can. And I'm working on chapter two. It's going to be a short tome, a short book rather. And it's about basically my character at age 60 making a, a lifetime of mistakes but learning from them and hopefully evolving into a better person. 
Because a lot of things I'm doing right now is for my grandson. I'm buying little things, thinker, you know, little things. Uh, like I have a cuckoo clock I want him to look at. I'm doing a water wheel thing, a Chinese water wheel. So you can look at, you know, hydraulics, we call it, and little things. I've got water features and little things around the house that I think will keep him kind of mentally busy. I'm thinking about him. And I will tell him stories. You know, back in my day, you think you have it hard because you lost the Internet, you lost your iPad, you lost your cell phone. Oi, let me tell you about this, young man. Ho, ho. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're trying to do that. But all I'm trying to, here's, here's, here's what I'll leave you with, because we're running a little long here, and I'm sorry about that. I thought this show was going to be a few minutes. So I appreciate your patience. If I can give you all good advice that you can use for the rest of your life, here it is. And if you're writing down a note, here it is. Two words. Be happy. Three words. Be happy now. Four words. Be happy now. Damn it. What are you waiting for? We all pull through this together. And hopefully we're better and wiser and far more appreciative. It is so sad that so many people's lives were lost or affected by it. I guarantee you the next time you see a doctor or a nurse, a truck driver, when you go to a movie, when you're barbecuing, I bet you, the type of person you are, if you listen to the show, you're going to say, thank you, sir, and thank you, ma'am. God bless you. Thank you for your service. God bless you. Sometimes it takes a tragedy for us to appreciate the blessings of our lives. So, ladies and gentlemen, be happy now. So, with that, let's kind of close out here and we do our housekeeping. As always, we want to thank our very good friend, Pat Metheny, and the Pat Metheny Group and Management Team for allowing us to play their amazing music. And, and, and if you like the music, please go to patmethini.com. He's got quite the library. Beautiful tunes. There, there, there's a man who's been through a lot himself. Unbelievable. Uh, there, there's a story there. Listen, there's a good album called Secret Story. It's a double album, actually. It's really cool. The, the, the bonus album is amazing. Change of Circumstances. It's a beautiful song. So we want to thank you for giving us a listen. And if you have a question or a comment, please go to our website, DavePelzer.com. That's P-E-L-Z-E-R, DavePelzer.com. We'll try to work in your question or address you as best we can. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, you are never alone. As we are coming out of this pandemic, you are not alone. You have a purpose. You might have a mission. That's the best. That's, I, I really thought I was done. And I've accepted the mission, at least to write it as best as I can. It may not get published. I don't know. But I'm going to try. So step out of yourself and do something. Do something maybe not for you, but do something for someone else. But please know through thoughts and prayers that you are with us. Never give up. Never, never lose faith. Because you never know in the course of a life what events may transpire. And you never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day, ladies and gentlemen. So as always, my friends, please do as much as you can for as many as you can for as long as you can. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice, saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So until next time, my dear friends, take good care. And as always, good day. Good luck, and God bless.